Hello everybody, this is Travis Poppleton. And my name is Terrence Abney. And this is The Connecticut Show, where each week we take a new look at New England. Uh, first of all, we always forget to give a huge shout out to Bon Bon Vivant, who leads us in and out of each show with their amazing music. Um, and second, the sound quality here in studio, uh, we're having a few technical difficulties. So if it sounds a little... Uh, different than usual. We want to apologize. We're doing our best to fix it. And we think this is a one-time thing, but we do want to, to address that um, it does seem maybe like we're in a bathroom with some, with some Walmart mics. And that's, that's not the case. We're trying really hard. I agree. And I should also know, Terrence is like on his phone. I think he's totally checked out of this episode. Um, But, but here we are and we're excited because everyone, this is the big E episode. The big E. What does the E stand for in E? We never, I never asked that question and thought about that before. It's got to be East, doesn't it? It's, Exposition? I think we should Google that. And well, you're on your phone. Why don't you go ahead and Google that right now? I do actually want to also give another shout out because when we start, it's, it's very common for Terrence to like jump in and be like, hey, Travis, thanks for producing or whatever compliment he throws my way. And it is true. I will take this, I'll try and clean up the sound, and then I'll push it out uh, to all the podcasts of the world so that you can find it wherever you want to find it. However, I want to I start the Big E episode talking about why we even ended up at the Big E. There was possibly a week where I thought, oh, this is the most, most likely time that we're going to go. And as we were getting ready to go, COVID came. And, uh, and Terrence had to to bow out. And I want to be really clear. We had like not set anything. It was just like, maybe we're going to go then. Maybe we're not. Terrence gets sick. And in my mind, I think, well, we did all we could do. Right. Like <laughs> that, that was a good try. We did everything. And, uh, and then on the backside, um, I thought it could even be funny that every year we're like, Hey, we're going to the big E and then every year we don't go and we have some, we have some excuse, you know, some long-term joke. And in 10 years, everybody would get the joke. However, the very last day, the very last day of the big E, I get a text from Terrence basically saying, keep me honest here, Terrence. Uh, we told our listeners we're going to the big E and I was like, Oh, yeah, no, we did. Um, I've got some stuff to do. <laughs> However, when that stuff is done, if you want to take a ride down to the Big E, we could probably, and this is actual, we could probably hit the last two hours of the Big E. Yes, that that's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Okay. So Terrence is like, well, sounds like you got things to do. Like, I mean, if you want to, if you want to tell the listeners why we didn't go, I guess that's fine. So I text back to Terrence and I say, Terrence, is it going to kill you if we just lied to our listeners and we don't go? And he says something to the effect of, it will, but I understand, right? So we hop in the car with hours left before the whole thing. This has been going on for a whole month because of his commitment to the show. So yes, I produced the show. Um which is nothing to brag about with the audio quality going on right now. But the heart of the show, the reason that we have a show worth having or, or talking about it all, that's all Terrence. The reason we're here, it's a Saturday afternoon. We're pre-recording this one. This is going out Sunday. Um, 
we've had 15 reasons not to make it in this week. And, and, and Terrence is, is the reason we're here. So for all the shout outs he's given me, they're nothing compared to like the fact that there is a show at all. So thank you, Terrence. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I hope that doesn't go down if we start talking about our experience this weekend. Well, wait, what was, happened this weekend? Last, well, last week, I'm sorry, that was last Sunday, right? Which which experience? Like the, the actual the big, big E? The big E experience, which I still don't know what it stands for. I just Googled it. It says the big E. Then it says Eastern States Exposition. So I imagine it is exposition is what the E stands for or big Eastern States. I Maybe I'm not a good Googler either. I, I never questioned the big E. I just thought it was the the e, the big Eastern State Fair. Although I never really knew it was a state fair, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, it looked like a state fair, but from all the fanfare we've received from fellow residents here, it yeah. seemed like it was more than a state fair. Or the funnest, most exciting <laughs> state fair you've ever been to. Like, you gotta go. The food is great. The rides are great. Granted, as I said in the episode before, I really don't do fair rides because they just always seem, seem like they're put up the day before and they look dangerous. But just saying, to be fair, didn't go on any. And the truth is, they did have rides. They did have animals. They did have a lot of food, specifically corn, was very popular. But we'll talk about that later, I guess, too. And and they sold a lot of stuff I didn't think they'd be selling at a fair that I'm not used to seeing at fairs, like whirlpools. That was unique, but it was a it was an interesting experience. I'll let Travis go first, and then if it makes it makes us look good, I'll ride that good out. I was letting I was letting Terrence talk. I'm going to admit that for a few minutes. Uh, I was not listening to anything you said, but <laughs> I was trying to figure out what Big E meant. And I was reading this whole thing that suddenly felt like I was getting it. And then I realized it was the E of a wrestler. I think there's a professional wrestler that calls himself the Big E. So I could tell you what his E stands for. Um, well, what does the Big E wrestler's name stand for? I'm interested. I, I think his name was Ewan something something. And he shortened uh, it down to, down to E, which unless we've named the fair after him i don't know with the amount of research we just did into this i, I think anything's possible next week we're going to tell you all what the big e actually <laughs> means that's, and, that's what we're saying and we will because terrence just told you which is the whole thing i was telling you a minute ago um and and one of the things that we promised we would do when we went was we would try fried butter and i think you were just saying like where do you want to start what do you want to start talking about and i I would say if we break this down, um, let's let's go ahead and talk about our initial reaction. Right, let's talk about our expectations, our initial reaction, the vendors, and then like some of the feedback we got, and then the guy that was just sitting on the on the floor. I would love to hear from our listeners which one of us is correct, or at least a, a popular poll on what most people assume on him. So let's go down that road so we'll get to the fried butter when we get to the fried butter but first of all as as we got in the car and we started driving to the big e what did you think was going to be there i'll tell you the first thing i thought when i got in the car is one of the things we usually talk about how is this 
30 miles or 35 <laughs> miles. And the GPS is saying it's going to take us an hour and 15 minutes to get there. Those things always blow my mind. And Springfield, where the Big E is at, it's actually a lot of interstate in comparison to some of the places you usually go. So that's the first thing that crossed my mind. I did not know what to expect per se, but I was expecting a huge, huge area just sprawling. I, I was expecting this big sprawling fair that was because they have the different buildings. I've always heard that represent all the New England states and they spoke about just all of the food, all the rides. So I was expecting just like a huge sprawling space because me and you spoke about this a little bit because it represents six states. With that said, was that an accurate thing that you just said? Was it was it 35 miles away? 35, 40, I believe. 35, 40 miles away. And he's not wrong. It took about, um, and, and there was even some play on that because I used Apple Maps and then I used Google Maps and then we actually got in the car. And at one point it was an hour, 45 minutes. And then it was down to an hour, like 25 minutes. Yeah. And I think when we finally left, it was down to like an hour 15. Mm -hmm. So if you thought we were being hyperbolic about how long it takes to get from one place to another, 35 miles sounds pretty accurate. And it took us in good traffic an hour and 10 minutes. What I'd like to know, and maybe one of us is Googling while the other one's talking. Um, and I, I didn't mean to actually Google this, was how many people were there? Like in the last two hours, was that the most crowded time because I'll tell you what I was thinking. And then, and then the first thing that I noticed was, was the amount of people that were there. So I don't know if we were there at like the peak when everyone's trying to race in right. to get the last few minutes. Um, but I will say there were a lot of people there. I expected very much what Terrence expected. Um, I've been to a few state fairs and no matter how many times we got the impression that this was more than a state fair, I still had the general idea that we would be out um, on a field, like a really big field. I thought we'd be walking on a lot of grass, a lot of dirt. And instead, and I guess I'll lead us in, aside from the one cop who was an absolute, um, <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that guy last, but there was a cop that really needs to apologize to us. Um, the... The expectation for me was big, wide open field with like stages and rides and vendors. The section over there for the live animals, you know. Better parking. Significantly better parking. I thought about it. Would, I thought it would have better parking than what we got. In my mind, like the parking and the fair are all one thing. Like usually the parking for me, like you park over on one side of the grass and then you walk no, over to the right, other side right. of the grass where all the things are. Now this was not that. This was actually like a convention center but like a convention center area. So every place we were walking was tarmac and it was um, very narrow. So there were a lot of streets for us to walk through. And even that's kind of misleading. I'd say there were four or five main streets to walk up or down. But until we actually got to the rides, and even in the rides, I feel like we were on, we were on some sort of blacktop, right? That's what it felt like. Yeah. I don't remember any point where we were out walking in the grass or the field at all. It was very... Um, concrete. Very concrete. The whole time. Yeah. I mean, 
besides like the areas to where like where one of the state houses would be at and and have like a yard, like a little yard in front of every room member, but besides that, it was again, used like road versus field for a fair. Usually I'm usually when I go to fairs it's you know, a field. Yeah. And the first thing I noticed was the giant Ferris wheel. And I thought to myself, there's no way they moved that Ferris wheel. So if this is just a state fair, the size of that Ferris wheel, there's no way they're breaking that down and taking that to North Carolina next. So that did cross my mind. Um, and Terrence has some information. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So actually, Sunday was a daily attendance record. That makes sense. 139,362 people attended the Big E on October the 2nd, Sunday. They seemed like they were all there after the <laughs> last two hours. And and I would say 62% of them were in line for roasted corn, which we'll get back to. A the line, most popular thing by far. By far. If, if you were to ask yourself, what's the most popular uh, food item at a fair? I would not have guessed roasted corn. But apparently that is that must be amazing corn. It was not a line I was willing to endure to prove or disprove, though. Yes, and we 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 this was a long line. It sounds like we're exaggerating. This line was really long. I mean, I can't. We wanted a fast pass, right? Like right. we didn't want to wait in the two hour line to get it, and and that was what was baffling. Like it doesn't matter how good that corn was, you were still waiting probably right. an hour to get a cob of corn. At one point, I would say so, because the line went back, it crossed the little street we were walking down at the time, and then it curved a little bit at one time. So it, if it wasn't a two, it probably wasn't a two-hour wait, to be fair, but it looked like a two-hour line or something like that. For, for how long it took me to get to buy fried butter, and by the way, we tried to get fried jelly beans, but they were out, and now it makes a little more sense if it was the highest attendance, they were not expecting that crowd. So maybe our experience was a little bit skewed, but I will say going back to our expectation that we would be out on a big field and there'd be a lot of room, this was very crowded. Yes, it is. Each street was crowded. The vendors, some of the vendors were in the middle of the street, so there were vendors off to the left and off to the right, and then they would put some in the middle of the street. And when you have a hundred plus thousand people using the same four streets, putting vendors in the middle of the street seemed like not the best experience. Almost too, I would say, I was talking about expectations again. I was not expecting that many vendors. I could, I would almost argue there's too many vendors. I'm not trying to take money out of people's mouths, of course. Don't get me wrong. For those of you who sell stuff and made that money, I'm happy for you. Make that money. However, a lot of vendors, a lot of stuff that I guess I figured, I guess you just order this here and they ship it to your house, which I don't <laughs> think. I didn't think you would do that at a fair. Like, there were people walking out with skis, and right. I thought, oh, who yeah. comes to a fair to get <laughs> skis? But there was a whole tent dedicated to, to outdoors and ski wear. So Travis is not doing the story justice, and I yeah. probably won't do it justice either. So within the first five minutes, we walked down. We this is before the fried butter, I believe. We see this. We see this guy walking, and he just has a set of skis. And was it like goggles or something? Yeah, yeah. He, he had a ski outfit. Like he was like he was leaving from right. skiing <laughs> or going. One of those two. But he he was set. And we both looked at each other. We're like, 
do you think he got this here? Because <laughs> it didn't make sense. And then we walked uh, maybe 10 minutes later, and then Travis looks at me and says, that's where he got the skis from. Yeah. Huge tent with this all this all this ski equipment. Like, anything you could have needed for skiing. And, and right across the way was the tent for spas. Yeah. Michael Phelps. Yeah, there spas. was Michael Phelps, which, which you weren't rolling out. Right, so those they must have sent you. There's yeah. no way that you. Were. Oh yeah, these when we say spas, we mean real. Yeah. Spas, not hot not tubs. a blow up. Yeah. Yeah. Hot tub, full size hot tubs. But they were also selling full size swimming pools. Yeah, right? these, so. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the swimming pools you can do, uh, like, like actually a lap in. Yeah. A huge above ground swimming pool. So we, those things just blew my mind, and then there was the, the Amish furniture store. Which I wanted to go into, you did not seem that interested. Although when I finally went and looked at it, because I thought they were going to have like the Amish jams and like all of the um, blankets. And I didn't see a whole lot. It was kind of a, and maybe this is again, last two hours of the fair. It seemed like that store had been, um, all of the great merchandise had already been sold by the time we got there. But I, I thought that was cool. I, I thought was it was cool. What was type there. of furniture was there? I was also, that's right. what thrills me. Like who sells furniture at a fair? And so... My question is really, if you're going to a fair, do you prepare to go and spend money like on a pool, whirlpool, furniture, skis? Like my mind is never there. I, I prepare to pay for games. I prepare to pay for cotton candy and some other things. I'll maybe even pay to pet an animal. That's not unheard of to have some animals at the zoo. Yeah, they had some pigs there. You know. yeah, the, the biggest pig I've ever seen in my life, besides yeah. on TV. Pretty scary. I wanted the same thing. And this, this for people who do state farms, um, I always say farms, state fairs. <laughs> what, what Another thing we wondered, because maybe this is all normal. Maybe they sell ski equipment at every fair. We just don't go to enough. But also, how did everyone know the corn was that good? You know, like... We were there new. I can't imagine many people come multiple times, and I might be wrong, but it was surprising to me that as a new person, as I look around, there were tacos, there were fried foods, there were barbecue, so many things that I would, you know, just look around and think, oh, I could do one of these. How did everyone there know that that corn was the best thing at the fair? Maybe marketing. Maybe the corn, to be fair, had a better marketing. Did Maybe, except it was lost on us. I never saw anything. There was no subliminal moment in like where someone may have like whispered in my ear, the corn's the best. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, you know who I'm going to blame? Our four listeners. Four listeners, why y'all didn't tell us the corn was so good? Yeah. That's y'all fault. Y'all supposed to tell us, hey, first thing you need to try there is that corn that's off the chain, the roasted corn, the flaming Cheetos and the Parmesan. Flaming Cheetos, which I saw quite a few people eating, doesn't look good or sound good, but it must be incredible because I saw a lot of red corn cobs floating around me, and I saw a lot of white ones also, which is the Parmesan. See, the Parmesan one sounds okay. And to be clear, it's the it's like red. It's like the flaming Cheeto dust just packed onto the corn. Is right? that what it is? I, I think so. That, no. What I'm saying is no one was eating flaming Cheetos. This was a corn on the cob. Oh, yes. And it was red. It was right. red because it was just covered in some sort of dust or something. And, and yeah, I assume they're literally taking bags of uh, 
flaming Cheetos, crushing them, and then applying them to the corn. Which, kid, seems like you could do yourself. It doesn't seem visual. like you need to. <laughs> like you need to wait two hours hey, for that. May- Hey, crunch some more Cheetos. We need more. <laughs> crunch the Cheetos up. We got a big line back here. That's why the line was so long. That makes sense. They had to, you know they, they had a runner that was just going down to Walgreens <laughs> and getting the Cheetos. Cheetos and running back. Uh, that's funny. So, so yeah, we, we missed that. And I did wonder that. I did wonder, like you, do people go there thinking? And, and this is what I would also wonder because I would imagine it's more expensive at the fair, Right. No one goes to the fair expecting to buy a spa. So whatever the circumstances are that get you there, I would imagine an upcharge. Right. So to your question, I think it just has to be unsuspecting people because there's no way the price is better. There's no way it's more convenient. I'd way rather go down to a showroom with 10 people on the floor than 130000 There's no advantage that I can see except that you have 130000 people walking by and maybe someone will be interested or too tired to go anywhere else, or it starts raining, and they need shelter. So you have forced customers. I don't think anyone, this is my conclusion, no one goes there to buy a spa. I would agree. I would hope not. Okay. So we're there. We walk in. It's very crowded. There's no no grass, in, and it's, it's very tight. It's not the big thing that we were expecting. The Ferris wheel is huge. Ferris wheel is very Ferris wheel is very big, and we still don't know. Is that Ferris wheel always there? We never figured out that that one out. We did figure out that they actually do move this fair. It is definitely a fair that goes county to county, state to state. I think their next stop is Raleigh. So shout out to Raleigh, North Carolina, who's getting a fair with some flaming hot Cheetos corn, but. I think one of the things that got me also when I when we were walking in is well excuse me, I should say as we start walking around was the repeat of food stores. So they well, I should, besides roasted corn, roasted corn was like that was roasted corn, that was that was all. But a lot of other places I, I know, I feel like I saw two of them. I saw two, two different vendors doing okay. it. Okay. That's good because I thought I was just high from the contact smoke. Then, you know, <laughs> okay, we get to there. We get that. We get I, that later. <laughs> I want to back you up though before we get too far into the vendors. Um, Terrence went and talked to one of the vendors, and and I want I, because if we have this conversation, it solves the question: Is the big E just a state fair? Right. And we we go to a vendor, uh, and then and then I think we also need to talk about your version of talking to people, my version of talking to people at some point on the show. Yeah, we're going to talk about how much more social than you really give yourself credit for. Uh, that, making, making the people smile, Travis. Y'all should have seen them on the stage over there, making the people smile. That's not what I took from that. However, <laughs> we're, we're, we're buying like like something for your daughter, I think. We're buying something to take home. Funnel, I think the funnel cake, yes. And, and as we're buying it, Terrence starts striking up a conversation with the people behind the counter. And then he asks about, is this a place that you're going to stay is this something that you just do once a year when the fair cleans out how much of this stays behind and the Ferris wheel did not come up, but they said, yeah, they, most of this stuff is going, we, we pack up and leave. They're going to Raleigh. The, the vendor who we're speaking to is actually from mass, like 15 minutes away from Springfield, but made it sound like they're probably going too. 
Yeah. I mean, that's how they, that's how they made it seem. And the other thing about the area in general was, and I, I will, I'll beep up my the exit what they said, but oh yeah, all type of beep is here. <laughs> they have something like every weekend. So it is actually a place that gets a fair amount of use, which again, I did not know this before because I just never really paid attention to the Big East all my years living here. But there's a lot of things that happen there. There's also, you know, Nelly was there earlier in the, in the week. And remember they had the con we were looking at the concerts because somebody came who to be fair, 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 fair. I'm getting confused with the words now. But we did not know the person who was singing. <laughs> but they, oh, they no, had no, quite no. a few acts on the stage there that were and some of them were well known. We were going through the list, you remember? We were saying like, we know them, we know them. Oh, don't know them. Yeah. Don't know them. We both felt like we knew or heard of Alien Ant Farm. I feel like I should definitely know Alien Ant Farm because that name is awesome. Right. There's two or three people we both knew fairly well. Alien Ant Farm was one of those, like, I feel like we've maybe heard this. But going back to that booth, it proves the Big E is just a state fair. Yeah. Overall, it's a big, it's a state, well, I should say it's a state fair that should probably be in a bigger area. Yes. <laughs> and... I, you know what we were we were talking about giving it a grade, so we can start this before we get further down the line. I think I gave I was too I was too harsh at first. I have to admit because I think I gave it a C plus, Travis. At first, you gave it a C minus. C minus on our way out. You're like I think I give this a C minus. Yes. To be fair, I would give it a B because part of my reason for the C minus was just the overhype. People were talking to me like I was going to come from there and this this was going to change my life. Yeah. Like, like it'll make you want to stay in New England or at least come back <laughs> every fall for the Big E. Like I have to come back for this. Right. And to be honest, it's it's nothing I haven't seen before. It was cool, but I think again, 139,000 people. I don't think I don't know if that it, it's crowded. And I'm used to fairs. Again, granted, I'm from a small town where I'm from, so the fairs are gonna if they're if they're crowded, even when they are, it's a little bit more room to jostle around in. This was like, I mean, a step. I can't even I can't even think of a time was being outside like this. This was like homecoming at um at my um undergrad institution. Yeah, the, the whole thing felt like a line to get in somewhere. Right. Right? Like, it never felt like we were there. It felt like we were in line to get you there. You were constantly walking through a line. Yeah. Except in the state houses when, when we got in there. But everything else was a line. To get, to get tickets on the rides was a long, long line. To get food, usually a long line. Everyone's trying to get down these three or four streets, which felt like a line. And mm -hmm. oftentimes you accidentally ended up in a line because there were lines in the middle of the street. Right. I think that's the best way to describe the experience. It's going and standing in line. <laughs> it is like a very, very big 100,000 plus line that I mean, you get to stand in. And your kids will love it because there's so many things probably stimulating them, like the lights and everything. And then if they have the animals. So... And of course, if your kids like rides, they'll enjoy that. They won't enjoy standing in line for it. But I think kids will love it. And when I, I think I mentioned this to you, when I was younger and courting, as my grandmother used to call it, <laughs> I probably would have liked it then if it was other people or other teenagers my age there, because 
that's just what those type of places bring. It's like that type of excitement, but it's, it's a college age student. I used to hear a lot of college students talking about how they were going, how much fun they were going to have. And I, I guess I could see it, but not really. Nah, a lot. No, I couldn't. Okay. Just, but not my speed. It's not my speed. And so that's part of the reason also I'm going to give it a B. Because if that's your speed, that's cool. But again, overhyped for what it is. And what it is, is just a fair. And the, just to let you know, since I went and started talking about it, people who are from this area or from New England in general are like, oh, yeah. I could have told you that. This is like, what? Where were you? Yeah. Where, where were you a month ago when we said we were doing this? One of the people I told, I just told him I'm thinking about going this year. He didn't say anything then. Yeah. I'm going to back up because you, you said, I think you made a few points. Um, two, two that I found interesting to like curtail off to the right here. One was you did not think university students because you hear university students say oh yeah i'm gonna have such a good time and you're you're wondering if they really could i want to put a pin in that one because i think we started off a little bit like oh here are some of the things we didn't like and i would say our first impression was not great however you also brought up the state buildings so one of the things that's unique about the big e that is different from a state fair and i would just like to reiterate in case it was lost on you the state fair you go to in your hometown, in your state, if you're not from New England, is going to be about 85% of exactly the same food, exactly the same vendors, exactly the same rides. So and when it comes to the question of, is the Big E just a state fair? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. What makes it unique? Well, two things. One, there's not a Connecticut state fair that I know of, or Massachusetts there's state some, fair, Rhode Island state somebody fair. Somebody mentioned that there, there is something that the states or somewhere here has. Oh, this really? the big E. I feel like... So they said after, again, this is after the fact. Right. Clear. If that's true, then I would guess that it's something the, to the equivalent of, you know how you have county fairs mm-hmm. and then one big state fair. If it's true that each state does their own thing, I would still guess that that is the equivalent of a county fair. And then the big E is the big state fair. And all six states come together and they do the big E. Now... The reason that's cool, and this is the first thing I'll say that I I really liked about it, each state is represented with this very cool um, kind of miniature building. We're going to say mini building because I don't know that I pronounced that correctly. Um, And it looks like a state capitol or something. Like They're they're very well designed. They look really hip. Mm -hmm. Hip's not the right word, but they look very authentic. And, and in each one of those buildings is representation from that state. Right. If you want your maple syrup from Maine, that's the best place to get your maple syrup. Or Vermont, which I think generally gets you yes. know the, the best reputation that, that, that I feel I've heard. Vermont seems like the place you get maple syrup. If you want to get strange looks for asking somebody, is that Rhode Island? Oh man, Terrence. <laughs> Go into we, the Rhode Island building. We're in the Rhode Island building. And Terrence is pointing at the wall saying, like, where's that? Is that Rhode Island? And, like, there's nothing else except for Rhode Island in this Rhode Island building. To be, I want to be, I want to clear my, clear what I, clear up what, what was happening there. There was a person. They were diving, doing some, the, doing the skydiving, basically jumping off a plane. They had this big, huge plot of land under them. And what I was asking is, is that Rhode Island under them? Is like that the whole state of Rhode Island? 
Um, and, and also, once I cleared it up with them, they didn't like that question either. They were like, no. Yeah. That was it. They were, they did not, they, they were, were not fancying, I, I guess they thought I was dissing Rhode Island. I was just <laughs> thinking it's an awesome picture to be over a whole state because Rhode Island is a fairly small state. So I just thought maybe they just got a picture of him over the, you know, that, but again. Which is probably what they took uh, umbrage with because. Yeah, they were not happy with it. Like it's that, that whole long. Rhode Island, such a small state, and so for you to ask that question is probably just this eye roll. But no, no uh, exaggeration there. That guy was not having your questions. He did not like those at all. Now, I should have asked him why they just changed the name from Plantation uh, <laughs> on the book. Just wanted to give me right. that look. You don't. You don't <laughs> seem to be enjoying my questions. I've got one more for you here. <laughs> uh, but going back to what I what I liked, I liked that there was representation from Rhode Island and from Connecticut and from Massachusetts. And as you went into each of those buildings, what I thought was make this the Big E, you know, I don't know if that's there all year. I don't know if there's some representation there all year, especially like you're saying it kind of acts like a place for expos and, um, right. you know, other events to take place. And, and maybe those are there all year long. My, my personal feeling is ditch the state fair thing no offense to those vendors, maybe bring 20% of them in and then make it a celebration of New England because I loved each of those buildings. I loved mm-hmm. meeting the people there talking. And this is this is where we're going to start getting into how we actually meet people, you and me, um, you and I. And um, But that's where we talk to people. That's where we learn most about the culture, where we learn most about what's different about each of the states. Uh, and we were able to buy things that were unique to each area of New England. And that to me is worth going to. That's worth paying for. That's worth driving down to because then you're actually getting something unique. You're getting these different stories and everything else was just fried butter. You know, it was just the same vendor. We can tell you about fried butter, but here's the thing. If you've been to a state fair, you had the same opportunity to buy it as we had, probably from exactly the same person that served us. Yeah, I didn't know fried butter was that popular actually until the big E. Do you want to tell them how the fried butter was before we jump on? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this. My recommendation for New England, whoever organizes the Big E, go all in on those buildings. That was amazing. Now, with that said, that's one positive. New England Exposition. New England E. The new yeah, there we go. Maybe that's what the E stands for, is like Expo or something. Yeah, because again, I would agree with that. Just make it unique and put that stuff. It would have been cool if that stuff was like on the outside, like the booths and stuff we've seen were like related to that versus again, it's a it's a pretty it's, it's a pretty cool fair that is overhyped a little bit by some people. Yeah, at least make that the lead, you know, at least make that experience. That was the most Disneyland esque experience to me because that was unique and they were they were giving you a, a, an experience that you're not gonna find anywhere else in the world. Right. Fried butter. Fried butter was, you know what? It is actually not what I was thinking. It's not actually fried butter. No, I think it is. But it's butter <laughs> inside of a, and I don't know why I was thinking this, you all, because, you know, I was thinking, how, first, how do you fry butter? And it totally makes sense. It's butter inside of this ball of bread type thing. You basically, you know how you fry stuff, you have to put the flour and stuff over it. So it's the flour and dough kind of over a ball of butter, and they basically fry it, and 
they give you give it to you in a little bucket. The first thing that they said as they handed it to me was, have you had fried butter before? And I said, no, 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 that's our first time. And the woman behind the counter said, you're not going to want to eat it whole. Don't just pop that in your mouth. And in fact, don't even take a bite of it. She said, break it open and let the butter drain. And it was fantastic advice, by the way. I'm so glad I didn't just throw one of those in my mouth because that would have been like, Going to the movies, you know, that squirty butter that you put on popcorn. If you were to take that and put that on some bread, like just not even bread, like in a water boon or something, and just like popped it in your mouth and just took a spoonful, that's what fried butter would have been. But because she told us to open it up and let all of that melted butter drain out, we didn't actually have the cube of butter experience that some people might accidentally have. So we followed the instruction. We took this big ball of dough, which was fried, and we split it open. We let all the butter drain out. Yeah, heart attack juice just came right on out of there. She suggested, and I followed her suggestion. I don't know if you did, Terrence, but I know that I followed her suggestion. She said the cinnamon sugar is amazing on it, so I put some cinnamon sugar on it. I still was not thinking it was going to be good. And so I took my first bite, and it was so good. (laughs) It was like... What it was like was like if you get that fried dough, right? Like say you just went and bought fried dough and you had like a shot glass of melted butter and you just poured it on the fried dough and then put some cinnamon sugar on it. That's what it was like. Right. The fried or the melted butter was already part of the experience. You just dumped out the part you didn't want, cinnamon sugar, and it just tasted like really good fried dough. Right. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I was only going to have a bite, and I ended up finishing the whole. They called them butter balls. I ended up finishing the whole thing. Yeah, I think I had one also. But I will say this about it. It's pretty decadent. It's pretty rich. <laughs> yeah. I can totally see if you eat. I don't see how if people finish the three like they give you in that pack, I, I feel like you'd be sick. If I, got, I was to eat two more of those, I'd be done for the night, and my stomach would probably be ruined. We, we did throw some bad. away. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just impossible. Yeah, y'all don't think you could eat. Just wouldn't be good for you, I don't think. Especially <laughs> especially if you did it like you said. Like, I guess we I guess we didn't look like the fried butter customers <laughs> because I didn't see her ask anybody else that. But she, <laughs> right, right. No, she asked nobody else if they tried the she fried butter before. Say, they don't look like fried butter eaters. <laughs> this, yeah, we better give them the they're cautionary. They're all yeah. healthy. Let's... <laughs> they don't even know why everybody's waiting in the corn line. They seem very new to this whole experience. But yes, fried butter, I would give it, out for the taste, I would give it an A. For health, don't do it every week. Probably don't do it every month. Every every, every state fair in Big E, get you, a, get you one. 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 Not a one order. Get you one, <laughs> one ball. And that should, that should, you know, that should yeah. get you for the whole fair. I, I want to go sideways, though. So I feel like we've covered fried butter. I want to go back to your other point, which was, would university students like it? And this is a very important thing. If you're new to New England, if you're coming to New England, you need to know that marijuana is illegal here. And that's important because when you're at the Big E, everyone celebrates the fact that marijuana is illegal here, and you will smell it. And in fact, in one case, I think Terrence probably reached his legal limit just by walking by, oh, like, yeah. I, I swear there was this massive push of smoke 
right as you were like yawning or inhaling significantly. And, uh, and I have never seen you laugh so much as you did about <laughs> five minutes after, after we walked by that cloud. Yeah, it gave me, I remember walking by and it was like, I walked by and inhaled, it was almost an immediate cough. It was like a walk, <laughs> inhale, <coughs> what's that? Oh gosh. Yeah. And then I, was, I felt like I was trying to fan it up my nose for, for a while. So again, that goes back to how crowded it is though. Like if you can get a contact high yeah. outside, there's probably a lot of people there. Again, 139,000 people. So would university students like that? Possibly. I could see how you would hear a few people say, heck yeah, I want to go down to the Big E. That place is great. We're going to get, uh, you know, we're going to get a bit of a buzz and then go on rides that spin us around. I could see them thinking that was a, that was a good time. Yeah, touche, touche. But yeah, if uh, university students were just going there to see the uh, the ski shop and the, the spas, no, they probably wouldn't be that interested. Or to pet a fat pig. Or to, yeah. And I do mean a literal pig, not... not. Yeah, I guess you could interpret that incorrectly. Uh, he means a literal pig that was, was, yeah, was there. But had his babies feeding on it. But, and I will say, the university population was represented well. I've seen U- UMass Amherst, I've seen Eastern, I've seen UConn, I've seen a Harvard sweatshirt, so... A lot of pride there, yeah, a lot of yeah. university pride walking around. Yeah, so yeah. I, was, I was, it was cool. Saw my man from Morehouse, shout out to Kamali. Okay, before we get into Morehouse. But tell the story about how social you are. Don't yeah, okay, go. here we go. Take, take it away. We'd been there about an hour, you know. I'm already like, well, we've seen this place. And we're walking, was it the international booth? I don't know. There was like a tent that was all the different um, vendors. And there was a woman there with short blue hair that, I can't remember if it was shaved, but she had put some effort into it. And it was, it was, it was was strikingly cool hair to me. So I, uh, as we're walking by, I said, hey, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this so many times today, but I just wanted to know that I love your hair. And she said, thank you. And we continued walking. No, and Terrence turns around and goes, look, you are social. But, and and I want, we're gonna, I'm going to stop right there. Terrence clearly has a counter argument to this, but we're going to go into his experiences right after this. But that was me being social. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. I don't want any dead air. Anyway, I, the, but it, it's not just who you talk to. It's how you make people feel. The biggest smile came across the face and just really appreciative of somebody noticing. So Travis A. is observant of people and he tells people things that make them feel good because when you told her that, I would guess that she hadn't been told that a whole bunch of times today because she was so happy. People have been told that a lot. They're like, thank you. <laughs> she, she, she did not say thank you. Her hair was amazing. You're saying I observe people, but I mean that was shockingly cool hair. All right, so that was my that was me being social. We go into the Connecticut building, and within five minutes of us being in the Connecticut building, Terrence has four or five people he's talking to. He knows what college they've been to. He's invited them onto the show. He's exchanging phone numbers with them. He's buying their books. He's getting their books autographed. The difference between me saying, "Hey, nice hair." And, and the community that you build very naturally, I mean, we're talking North and South Pole here, man. Like, these are polar opposites. Um, 
yeah, I hope I hope she did appreciate that. I was very sincere. And and I think maybe the reason that my compliments come off sincerely is because I complimented one person. Like it took that out of out of the one hundred and thirty thousand people we saw, I only saw one person I thought, yeah, I should give that person a compliment. So it might have come across more sincere. But you naturally uh, you're just a, a very charismatic and genuinely uh, a person who is genuinely interested in everybody. And that that comes across and that shows. And that's why I am producing the show <laughs> and you go. are the heart of the show. But yes, talk about Morehouse. Yes, Morehouse College. Come on, we bought a book from him. He is a sophomore at Morehouse College, which was that natural connection. And, you know, great school down in Atlanta, Georgia. And he was down in Atlanta, Georgia from Hartford, Connecticut, and, you know, selling his books. And um, and I think that was also the lotion vendor or the hand cream vendor. Um, we had this. So the funny thing is that we met we met this um, vendor because they told us our hands were ashy. Shout out to them <laughs> for seeing our ashy knuckles and offering us lotion. But, yes, speaking of observant people, that was very, very observant. Thank you. But yes, um, it was it was a good experience. And I think one of the things that came from that was just, and Travis, we spoke about this in the car, it was, it was just Morehouse, Morehouse is HBCU that I went to. And so usually we found some type of community in that. So that definitely helped build that camaraderie we had because you're always trying to help. You know, you see somebody that went to Morehouse and, a lot of times you'll say, okay, you go to Morehouse now. You'll say, you know, class of 98. And he was like, class of 2024, I do believe. So Yeah, and that's just a kick in the teeth, isn't it? I was uh, I was talking with someone at um, in my graduate studies. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about a historical event. And I was like, oh, my God, I was there. My dad was there. And she was like, oh, I was about 18 years away from being born. <laughs> so your little 98 class of 24 thing must have felt the same way. I think you know, it does now since you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is that? What is that? That's almost 20 years. I mean, that's 16 years? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Did longer. I just do the math right? Longer. Wait, wait. It's, it's so longer. you were 98. It's longer so, than 20 years, actually. No, because 20 years would be 2028. Mm. that'd be 2018 <laughs> right. oh man I'm sorry I threw a decade away <laughs> look at me I was trying to be all thank you, uh, thank you. you gave me some years back I should have appreciated it I gave you a whole decade that was very kind of me alright yeah you're right that's 20, 26 years yeah I can't do the math I just know it's over 24 um, whatever. I, I lost 10 in that there's no way I got any of it right anyway so yeah it might, it might make you feel a bit old but I mean you graduated like you were like a prodigy you were doing your college work in like sixth grade or something. I did. I did yeah. graduate from college when I was sixteen. So yeah, it's all the same. Um, so yeah, that that's the difference. I think that's the difference between us. So if you want a genuine one-time compliment in your life, hang around me for twenty years, and I might say something nice to you. However, if you want to meet someone who uh, will always make you feel like you're included and wanted and invite you over, then hang out with Terrence. And then ask yourself the question, why did that car only wave at Terrence <laughs> when it drove by? So, yeah, anyway. And to guess that joke, please see the first episode. <laughs> yeah, and you you dropped HBC, which I think most people know. But uh, in a previous episode as well, I called you out and said, please help oh, me out HBCU, with the acronyms. Historically yeah. Black College University, HBCU, yes. Right. And what is UConn? 
PWI, predominantly white institution, as of now. All right. But we are, we will be at HSI soon. So this is new? Hispanic Serving Institution. What is that? What is a Hispanic Serving Institution? Uh, it's hard. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's an institution that it caters towards helping Latinx and students from that background. All right. So wait, wait, will that that's be... A, that's a very, very broad stroke of me explaining I, I, that. We're, we're running out of minutes and this is the Big E episode and um, we would love... We'll do the college episode later. We, we've talked about, actually, we've, we've talked about some educators coming on and, and being guests and we have some great people lined up that I'm very excited and I hope it works out. So let's, let's put a pin in that until that conversation. Boom. However, last question on this, will that then, because you called us a PWI, and that that seems like what you would call us. I'm saying us. I didn't go to UConn. We're at UConn. Um, the will that new acronym take over as the the main acronym that you would call I UConn? It could be both. Okay. I think you think you could be a PWI but still be a HSI. That, that's what I'm wondering. I, I didn't know if you could only be one. Like, oh, you've now graduated or you've now nah. transitioned to this other acronym. You can have multiple acronyms. Although I don't suspect you could be at HBC and PWI. Those don't seem like those would. HBCU and PWI is a possibility uh, only because the, in the name is historically black college university. Mm-hmm. But it could be now that you are no longer a majority black institution. You could be 50-50. And, and yeah, at that time you schools. would have both acronyms. Could be. You have to look. There are quite a few, quite a few HBCUs that are now do have a large population of students that are not black that go there. So, it it is happening. We have some great. We have some great. And actually, um, if you're listening now, just if you've made it this far, thank you. Um, but we are info at Connecticut show. Please drop us a line because I want to. I want to tell you before we wrap this up and before I give you like a, an overall or we give you an overall on the big E. Um, we have some small business owners that we may speak to. We have uh, some representation or representatives from different education um, areas. I'm sure that wasn't right. Educational uh, institutions that we can talk to. So like when you're listening to this show and you're asking yourself about New England, what's the next question you have? I imagine people who are moving here are wondering for their kids. Like what are, what's, the, what's the school system like? Uh, or people that are thinking, oh, yeah, I'll go start my business there. So those seem like two obvious places for us to have conversations in the near future. But please hit us up and tell us, like, you got to dedicate a show. One of the best recommendations we got was there is a vendor that sells, like, popcorn or something up in New Hampshire. And they have a this vendor, or I guess this street is a very famous street, and it's got a live cam. And someone said, you've got to go meet that guy that sells the popcorn and have him on the show and talk to him about what his experience was like. Like, that's fantastic. We totally have to do that. Um, so we'll be going. We'll be going. We'll now, because we'll Terrence now. just said it on air, which means now he's he's incapable of lying to you. A lot of pressure. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we will make a trip to New Hampshire and we'll have that conversation. Um, not in the winter. Not that's probably a spring episode, but but things like that. Please drop us a line um, on info at Connecticut show or just go to Connecticut show 
and go. There's an email form there, and you can put out any of your suggestions or recommendations there. Yep, and we didn't get to get down to Mystic. Well, I got to get down to Mystic and visit Mohegan Sun, so I was kind of busy this past couple of weekends. You were in Rhode Island. I totally think we need to do a Rhode Island I episode. The, I went to Providence weekend before last, so and we got to go to see UConn win a game against Fresno State, which increased our record by one hundred percent. Two and four versus zero and four at this time of year last year. So and our first FBS win since two thousand nineteen. Woo! That's fantastic. Go Killing UConn. the game. Shout out to Coach Mora for bringing. UConn back to life. And I hope that doesn't sound like kind of snarky. Like, I'm really proud of what our team's starting to do. And uh, I, I think that's that's great. This is a rebuild they look, effort. They, the team looks a lot better. The team looks a lot better, no no doubt. And I know this is a big episode, but just, you know, they do look a lot better, even against Syracuse when Travis got us those sucky tickets on Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> they, looked, they, they didn't even look that bad then. They just Didn't you, know, you get us little, the tickets or did Dave get us the tickets? I bought those tickets. Whoever got us the tickets, it was it was first row on the 50-yard line. Great tickets. Freaking Great tickets. Phenomenal tickets. We were sitting right behind it, but we were, <laughs> but we were on we the were Syracuse side. <laughs> yeah, the very passionate Syracuse section and yeah. us just quietly hoping that they didn't notice when we clapped. Yeah, Syracuse have some great fans. <laughs> very dedicated. Um, okay, so the Big E, let's wrap up. We're, we're coming up on the hour. I would say this. Uh, I will probably never go back. Question. <laughs> yes. One question about the Big E. So, Travis hasn't brought this up yet. You say what we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. We walked by after my, my new contact high. We're walking by. And again, cotton candy was great, by the way. The funnel cakes are pretty good. But anyway, I'm walking through eating my kids' stuff because that's what I really bought that stuff for. <laughs> and there's a guy who's sitting down in a split, like doing a hurdle stretch on the ground, which is, like we said before, is pavement in front of one of the, well, not in front of one of the vendors, but kind of on the outside of one of the vendor places. Um, because it looked like they had like a bar that you could kind of walk into. Well, I don't know if we, I don't know if it was a bar or not, but there were some seats in this area where you could walk into. And the man was sitting down like in a hurdle stretch, like <laughs> more more like that, like Lionel Richie on the cover of the album, the only eighty. I wish I could think of the album. That was a yeah, it's a great the the famous Lionel Richie press yeah. is what I always think about. It wasn't yeah. quite that. It was more the hurdle stretch, but it just yeah. cracks me up to think of him like but yeah, he, very he, casual. Yeah, he was more laid back in yeah. the hurdle stretch, like he was trying to get the pressure on his quad. Um, yeah. And I said, ooh, I didn't know they really served alcohol like here like that because he looks a little, he looked like he was feeling pretty good to me. Like he had, had maybe two too many, not one too many, two too many. And he was just talking. He was just talking to somebody on the phone. And we get down and Travis looks back in this. After I said, maybe he had one too many, Travis looks back and says, Nah, I think he's just tired. <laughs> I'm <ain't> tired. <laughs> All right, so let me give you my side of the story because to me, like we live in a world where, where if you go, let's let's say you're looking at some ice cream in the ice cream section of the grocery store, right? And there's someone standing there, and you know they're not going to make a decision in the next five to ten minutes. They're they're very, very intent to get the right thing of ice cream. They're not going to move for you, right? They're unaware that there are six other people waiting for that 
just to like reach in and grab something. They're not even letting people around to reach in and grab something. And I don't think all of those people are stoned and or uh, three drinks, you know, three beers in. I just think some people are so oblivious to surrounding uh, requirements, like social requirements, that there are just people in this world that have no problem sitting in the middle of, of 100,000 people traffic. And just taking a phone call, like to me. And to be fair, he had a lot of bags. He yes, like he had a lot of stuff for his <laughs> kids too. So, hey, Travis is less judgmental than me. That's part of the story, because or, or more so, because I, you, you think that there was a reason he was behaving that way. I think I'm more judgmental because I'm like, some people are just that way. Some people are just they've had a long day, and instead of finding a bench like anybody else would do. They are just gonna sit <laughs> right here and get get their energy bar back up in a Lionel Richie pose. In a Lionel Richie pose. Take a call. Ask Lionel if we can coin that. <laughs> no, like if you start googling Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie pose is one of the auto completes <laughs> that comes in. Uh, so I will say, I he may have been high, I, and he may have been accidentally high. True from that. just what it might have been the first time in his life he had been exposed that to true. that, and that was a feeling he'd never felt before. He just had to sit down and call someone and ask some if good, it was normal. Got, a, got some good inhalations that day, yeah. Beautiful moon on that Sunday, also, absolutely beautiful, beautiful night, beautiful weather, and um, and beautiful people. And we were really close to all of them because, as we said in the beginning, to bring this full circle, it's not sprawling, it's more compact. Yeah, we met every one of them on some level. This is true. So that is our big E episode. We have big things coming. Um, we may have an episode next week. I'll actually be out of town for most of the week, but we might pull off a, an episode at the last minute. Uh, and, and seeing as what it took to get this episode done, I have reason to believe it might happen. But with all of that said, big E, um, I would give it a thumb sideways. I'll go if I'm at zero degrees. On the graph, I'll go. I'll still, I'll still give it a B. Yeah, he he's... closer to a B minus because again, I'm trying to give it some credit for. Yeah, I wish we, I wish we had a recorded everybody who told us how great it really was, and that would give people a, a glimpse into why we are underwhelmed about it because people made it sound like we were going to be like, oh my goodness. Um, one of the cooler things about me was finally seeing the Springfield Casino. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Driving there was kind of cool. We got to go to the casino. Yeah. Um, so with that, we're we're wrapping up. We'll let uh, Bon Bon Vivant take us out. I'm Travis Poppleton, and for shout out Bon Bon Vivant. Oh yeah, and my name is Terrence. <laughs> Terrence Abney. Uh, this is the Connecticut Show. Peace out.